Golden was released <laughs> at that point as well. So I kind of figured the collector in me was kind of like, okay, I'll just grab them both. And, and the funny part is, the employees at the store were giving me shit. Like, they were like, you know this is the same exact game? And I'm like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they were like... I do know. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm not stupid, I can tell. They're like, well, I you're buying... both. Yeah, you're buying two copies of the same game. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, why is this guy arguing with me about getting a sale? Hey guys, welcome back to the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a cult classic RPG from the PlayStation 2 era, which also happens to be my favorite video game of all time, the 2008 classic from Atlas, Persona 4. Along with the game, we will also be discussing the anime adaption and the vast number of different spin-offs that have come out over the years. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us. So, Persona 4. Your favorite game. Yes, it is. So, uh, I just want to put a few things at the start of this podcast out there right away. Uh, this is our actually our first con- uh, podcast that we are recording remotely. As yes. in, <laughs> we're both in different states right now and we're doing it over the internet. So, if it sounds a little off, that might be why. We're still kind of going to try and figure this one out. But, yeah, um, we're still working. Yeah. <laughs> But um, also another thing is, uh, due to the nature of this game, um, this is going to be a spoiler-heavy podcast, so anyone who has not played the game and is interested in playing it, I'd recommend uh, not listening to this until after you've played the game, because we're going to spoil pretty much everything (laughs) everything imaginable. Yep. So. So turn back now and listen to another one of our podcasts instead. Yep. Okay, so... Honestly, it's not much of a secret. I've said on like online that Persona 4 is it's not even arguable. It's my favorite video game of all time. And um I guess I want to go back in like when I first uh, discovered the game cuz back back in the day on YouTube, like early YouTube and early internet around 2008ish when the original Persona 4 actually released, you'd like see it everywhere like people are always kind of referencing it and going on on and on about it if you remember yeah but um for a while it was kind of one of those games where like you'd rarely ever see it like in the game stops because it was kind of it was still pretty obscure at the time yeah it was kind of niche market yeah and, um, of course, it was also an M-rated game, so that made it yeah. actually pretty hard for um, a younger child to uh, pick it up at the time, considering it and came like... out... Oh. Go on. Oh, I was going to say, and, like, JRPGs weren't as, like, popular as they are today, so... Well, they were kind of... They were popular... You were, like, they were kind of a certain fan group played them, but, like, the majority, the major audience at the time didn't really play it. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it wasn't really JRPGs. It was more like Atlas and incredibly niche, mm-hmm. like JRPGs, like the Shin Megami yeah. Tensei series. But um, the thing with Persona Four was though, it came out in '08, but I really didn't get a chance to really play it up until around 2012, mm-hmm. particularly when a certain remake um, came out. But um, 
I remember going into the time, I was always curious about the game because I had seen all the articles about it and everyone was always talking about it. I never really looked too far into it, though, because I really I didn't want to be spoiled because it was a game I was interested in playing. <laughs> so eventually around, like, 2011 to 12, when I finally, you know, have a license and I'm an adult and I can do what I want and have money. In a job, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went to a GameStop and there was a copy of um, Persona 4 on the shelf. And at the time, I did not have my license, so... and. GameStop used to be really annoying, where if, like, you didn't have a valid ID, like, you flat-out could not get M-rated games. So really? I had... Yeah, they were they were brutal about it. Like, even, like, with a, a learner... Even if you had, like, a learner's permit, like, they wouldn't let you sometimes. Well, I could maybe see, like, a learner's permit, but, like... True. Like, was it, like, the vertical license? That no, 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 I, di- I didn't have my license yet at the time. So. Oh, okay. So even though I was, um, 18, they still were like, nope. No, no valid proof. So it's like, okay. So eventually, I did get my license, like shortly after, and um, I went to go to the GameStop to go pick it up because it was still there. And at the same time, I grabbed the PS2 copy. Golden was released <laughs> at that point as well. So I kind of figured the collector in me was kind of like, okay, I'll just grab them both. And, and the funny part is, the employees at the store were giving me shit. Like they were like, you know, this is the same exact game, and I'm like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they were like, I do know. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm not stupid. I can tell. They're like, well, I you're buying both. Yeah, you're buying two copies of the same game. I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here thinking like, why is this guy arguing with me about getting a sale? That just <laughs> sounds like a normal interaction at GameStop. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I thought it was weird. I was like, I'm like, dude, I'm buying a game. Why are you giving me a hard time? I don't but, think I've ever had a comfortable interaction at GameStop. Not. I don't know, it's just been my experience, but every time it's been super uncomfortable. Like, I've all, I've been, like, people have told me, they've been like, are you sure you want to play that game? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I, it's I like, like, yeah, I came games. up to the counter with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, after that, of course, I, I brought it home, and then, like most gamers, the PS2 version went on the shelf where it sat for another, like, probably a year. But I did put in... um the golden into my Vita because the Vita was like the hottest thing at the time and it, it was finally a game to play on it. So, of course, then I get started and I, I think it was about a month later I was addicted to it. I couldn't stop playing yeah. the game. <laughs> to this now, day, you're still yeah. addicted as you're yeah. still playing it right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I give, it a, I give it a playthrough once a year. Yep. It's a great game. But how did you first discover it? Or was it through me? Uh, well, I think I discovered it through you, but I also discovered it through the anime. Okay. Because that's my more introduction to a lot of video games is through the animes. Um, but I think I actually watched the clips. Like, they had, like, the funny moments on YouTube. And I would watch those clips, and I'd be like, haha, this is pretty funny. And then eventually I watched the whole thing. Yeah, we and watched it that one. eventually we uh, watched it together, too. Yeah, yeah. We, we marathoned it that one, uh you were home for uh, from college or something and i was i was I working was nights like, i was still working nights like at the thanksgiving. time thanksgiving so. thanksgiving break i think i was right. home and we right. just binge watched it the whole week <laughs> yep nah so i remember that but i also remember the one time we were just hanging out and i, I just for shits and giggles put on the uh the ps2 version and was just played and you were like what is this yes i think i was just watching and i was like this is intriguing but also why are you showing me this <laughs> well, I mean, I was I was bored, and you were just hanging out, so I just started playing it. 
and I hadn't I hadn't played the PS2 version at that point yet, so I was like looking at all the things that were different, and I was like, wow, there is a significant amount different. <laughs> I always remember that, and I also remember I was playing the Vita version one time, and you were just you were just sitting next to me, and you looked over at the screen, and it was during one of the scenes where they were at the um, they were at the secret meeting at the Junez. And you just yep. looked over and just saw the group sitting at the table, and then Teddy in full bear suit. And you, you, your, your exact response was, "What the shit? <laughs> Why is there a bear? Yeah. What is? Actually, I don't think I even knew it was a bear. I think I was just like, what is that thing?'" <laughs> you were questioning why there was a giant mascot sitting at the table with them. Yep. You but didn't... now I love Teddy. Well, yeah, Teddy's great. Every character in yeah. Persona Four is great. Mm. But yeah, anyways, getting back to um, my first um experience with the game i still remember the first playthrough it's like you get um you're in the velvet room and you're going through basically all the pre-stuff where you get your little spiel on personas and everything and then you have to write in your name and i think the first time i used my actual name but every playthrough after i always just uh i i use um his canon name yunarakami for the char- no, main character too. but um it, it i remember first playthrough getting into it it's like at first, I was like, "Is this an RPG or is it an actual game?" Because you don't really do a lot at first. Like, <laughs> one one criticism I do have for Persona Four that um, the other Personas I don't think have is the intro to Persona Four is long. It almost like, seems like a visual novel. Like a visual instead. novel, yeah. Because like in because in in Golden, there's like one section like really early on where you get to like walk around like the town, mm-hmm. mostly just to uh, introduce some um, Golden's uh additional character that they added but um it's more just so you can like be like oh look gameplay but all you can do is walk around the, the inaba and then go back yeah. and talk to dojima again and then go back but um yeah the intro is really slow because it like takes a few days and also this game is surprisingly dark yeah no i remember when i was first started playing with it i definitely felt the same like i was just like all right this is a lot of text, but you gotta read it so you get like background of the game and understand the like the world you're getting into. But it's definitely a dark game. It, it's it's dark. a deceptively dark game though. Like oh yeah, Persona Three is dark from the get go, and it's like you know that game's dark. Persona Persona Four is like all happy like sunshines and rainbows, and then well, all of a sudden especially the intro song because it starts out with this super poppy like fun little intro like where they were showing oh, yeah. off all the different like um changes to the game the gold like the golden version golden. yeah and you're just like yeah fun, yeah, and, fun, and, sh- fun. <laughs> and shadow world's playing in the background and shadow world is just like one of the most upbeat happy songs there is yep but um yeah so it's like all happy and like sunshine like yo you're you're a new kid you just moved to this town and it's like okay it's it's kind of a backwater town kind of like out in the middle of nowhere nothing and, could go wrong no and i mean your main character's from the big city and then suddenly dead body <laughs> it's like what hanging from a power line I think it was either telephone pole. uh, I think no. I think the first one was actually like a water tower or something. Oh yep yep. Yeah, yeah, as we said, the first dead body, and it's like, oh, this game. I I always joke saying Persona Four is literally the happiest murder mystery you'll ever play. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good description. But it's like the whole intro it like takes forever. Like it goes on for a while. Like there's just nothing Mm -hmm. but like text and like character introductions. And it's then there's like this one section where you like play this like straight line dungeon, and it kind of inter- introduces like the combat system and like yep. um, the dungeon exploring exploration. Mm. But then uh, it's back to like um, 
novel again, and you're like, okay. And then eventually you get into the first, like, the real, like, meat of the plot starts, where you start entering the TV, and then yep. you get the first... It's not The first dungeon isn't really a dungeon, it's more a boss fight. Yeah. When then the, the game's kind of gimmick of, like, how you get your party members, where you have to... They have to face off against their shadows as the story goes <laughs> along. And then uh, you fight the boss. The shadow always turns into a boss because, of course, it does. And then after that, you, basically <laughs> yeah. the character become, gets their persona, and then basically gets recruited after that. And it's it's pretty cool how it goes about. Yeah, I would, I like like that aspect of it where like they had to go fight their shadows, and then eventually they would like join your team, um, mm. which is, it was just a fun little aspect because you like to save the day, and then now they're your best friend, and they'll never leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, the, after going into that, after that first um, encounter, then we get the uh, the true like formula of the plot, where basically yep. every there's going to be um, a scene where a character is seen on TV, and then the next thing you know is the character gets um, abducted, and then basically the goal now is you have to go into the TV and then save that said character, but then this is where the game kind of gets into its its. Um, set up for the rest of the game where you're going to alternate between two distinct gameplay styles you're going to have the dungeon crawling uh, actual like RPG stuff and then you're going to have the Inaba sections which are basically it's like a combination of social life and like dating sims where like yeah. you, you basically go to school like in Inaba you, you have to answer actual test questions as you go on um, and then you can interact with like other characters throughout the game and that's with the social link system which is one of the most important aspects of the entire game yes there's actually, like, in the, uh, going in Inaba, there's actually a lot of strategy, though, you have to put behind it in order to, like, get all your social links. Yeah. Like, you want to make sure, like, you you time everything out so that you can get, like, basically, you don't want to waste a day. Like, wasting days nope. is, is probably the worst. And plus, when you're, uh, when you start a game fresh, you don't have any, um, skill attributes, so you got to add in your skill, get get up your certain, like, knowledge, like, courage skills so you can actually like interact with people because certain um certain social links are locked behind like uh skill walls basically and you can't yep. com you can't af officially complete them until uh you get to certain points and certain skills are also um so every like every social skill social link is um divided by a different arcana which is the personas and mm -hmm. if you have certain personas like fused uh, before we get into the persona fusing mechanics, certain personas will actually help boost your um, social links and make them go faster, while also answering yep. questions right also helps. So it's got like yes. a really unique like strategy to it. Mm. But uh, no, anyways, I... oh. getting into the uh, persona, getting into the persona fusions, uh, the game's main gimmick is every character has like in your party has a persona. But the main character is special in the sense that he can wield like multiple personas, mm -hmm. and the way he gets multiple personas is throughout the um, dungeons. You actually have to face off against a number of different uh, shadows, and when you beat certain shadows, you can actually like um, get them at the end into your. Uh, you can recruit them as a persona, and then you can go to the velvet yep. room and actually like fuse personas to make better personas as the yep. game goes on with different skills. And such. Yep. But anyways, like, after that, it kind of, like, the plot... The whole, like, mystery of the of the game is basically, like, who who is the actual, like, killer? Who is the one that's constantly kidnapping people? And throughout yep. the whole game, it's... 
the game is like constantly throwing at you like different false leads. Like at yes. one point you get a there at one point you save three people and then suddenly someone else dies. And it's like and wait a like, minute. What? Yeah, it's like wait a minute, what's happening now? So yep. after you uh basically that that character ends up being a false lead because then it's the, after he gets uh taken in then all of a sudden we get uh people start disappearing again. In so it's like okay, what's what's happening? And then of course we get to the climax where you were finally one of the most important characters in the game uh, is uh, uh, the main character, you know, Arakami's uh, little cousin, who be kind of becomes kind of like the heart of the entire oh investigation team. <laughs> yeah. But at one point, eventually, she gets kidnapped via like uh, certain um, situations. And your heart breaks, and you're just like, I need to save her. <laughs> so then, after you save her, it's it's revealed who the one kidnapping everybody is. But yeah. after after kidnapping, we also get to one of the most like impressive parts of the game, which is you basically get the choice of you can either spare the guy or set him into the TV world where he'll perish like he's done to everybody else. And yeah. you basically the thing the key thing with this choice is Nanako actually dies uh, shortly before this um, part of the game. Yep. So you're understandably you're angry at this point. So a lot of times you'd want to throw him in the TV, but by mm -hmm. doing that you actually lock yourself into the bad ending, and she stays dead, yep. and the game ends right there. And your heart breaks. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you feel terrible because it's like what? Yeah. But um, after then, after that, of course, then you get the um, if you get the right choice and you don't throw him into the TV, you also have to make sure you choose. Because I was actually playing the game recently, and I I forgot that you have to like. There's two choices here. And if you don't also realize that there's actually more evidence, the game will mm -hmm. still end right there. Nanako lives, but basically Teddy disappears forever, and you never really figure out who the killer is, and Inaba's is still full of fuck. And it's like, yep. I just remember I was like, oh, I've never got that ending before. <laughs> but I guess you learn something new every time you play. <laughs> well, it was just so funny, because I was like, okay, remember, don't throw him in the TV, and all of a sudden I... I, I I messed up one of the dialogue choices also and the game just ended I was like oh you're like I done messed up <laughs> I got the I got the like not quite as bad ending I guess but still not good <laughs> it, it was a very unfulfilling ending it's like oh well I'd say like it was like the ending but it wasn't the true ending oh no it definitely wasn't the true ending but it was yeah. like oh it just ended nothing's been achieved Nanako lived yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, but anyways, the real choice is you want to make sure that you basically want to convince the group that we don't have all the evidence here. And then we, then you get hit by the mother of all plot dumps, where it's basically yep. like you figure out everything. But then you have to also figure out who the um, actual killer is. And one of the, one of my yep. favorite parts is you actually have to choose who the killer is. And you can pick like any person in the game, including Nanako, <laughs> of all people. Oh my God. But, uh... That's what you do for when you're just like goofing around, but um. <laughs> anyways, while you while you do that, the whole the whole game actually is um, drops hints who the actual killer is. Oh yeah. And when it actually the reveal, was actually, I mean nowadays it's really obvious, especially if you've played the game before. Mm -hmm. It's like you always sit. How did I not see this? Yeah. But throughout but the your whole first time, you don't see it. <laughs> no, you you don't. But throughout the whole game, basically. There's been this one character that's been throwing people into the TVs, and he's basically been thinking, 
oh, I'm saving them by throwing them into the TV because they all miraculously keep getting... They all... (laughs) Sorry. They all miraculously start surviving every time I, um... I throw them in. So he thinks he's doing a good thing, and that's why he keeps doing it. But in reality, the actual killer who killed the first two people um, is still on the loose. And it later turns out to end up being... This is where the big spoiler is. It ends up being your, um... Uncle's partner, Detective Adachi. Yep. And throughout the whole game, he's always like really suspicious. Like he's always oh, there. Yeah. He's always there at, at like the worst opportune moments. And it's like, and he gives all this like obvious information away. And at the same time, it's like he's very shady and shifty. And it's like, you don't notice it the first playthrough, but then when you go back and look, you're like, this guy is sketchy. Well, no, especially because when I started going through the game, I had already known like who the actual killer was and I'm like like reading these like listening to the dialogue and reading it and I'm just like how how could you not think this guy was the bad guy he's clearly bad guy but yeah. I already knew going in but I could definitely see well the first knowing. time the first time playing you you're not really you don't like, expect expecting anything it. yeah you're, you're not you're really like, paying attention for all the clues. he's a good guy yeah well he He's the comic relief character, so you just kind of oh, yeah. one of the many comic relief characters in the game. Hmm. But um, anyways, another key thing is anyways after that is um, you obviously fight Adachi, and then the t- everything seems to go back to normal. But even then, it's still not quite finished because you not can actually right. you can actually get the not true ending. You can just get the kind of the good ending, as they say. Where uh, the the year ends and then your character goes back to uh, his home, but you just kind of get like this like very unfulfilling ending because it's kind of like, yeah, Adachi was the killer, but was he really the one pulling the strings? Yep. And then this is one of the most like insane things ever because you can miss the good ending, like the true ending, and not even realize it. One of the last, basically, on the final day of the game, you basically get to explore. Inabo one last time and interact with all your uh, different friends and people you've met and once you get to the end of like all of that you get the option of go home which give, just goes right to the good ending or you get the wait a minute option and then you go to you go to Junez again and the entire uh, investigation team is there and you start realizing something's not right here like we're, we're not quite done and then, then you have to basically try and figure out who the action... You, you basically get the one of the biggest, like, shocking reveals that <laughs> yeah. the actual main villain of the entire game, heavy spoiler here, is the gas station attendant station that you talk to right at the beginning of the game, who gives the one who also gives you your persona. And then it's like, you get, like, one final dungeon, and then you uh, get... use ultimate persona at the end, and then then you get the true ending. Which in the original Persona 4 was kind of cool, but in Persona 4 Golden it's even better because you get an entire, like, epilogue, which is mm-hmm. basically, like, the protagonist comes back again for the summer, basically, as a vi- to visit. And you yep. can s- you kind of see where all the characters are, and they've all grown up, like, positively because of, like, your influence in the town. And it- it's really cool to see. It's like a like, cute little extra they added to the game. To- also, though, to get that in Golden, you also have to finish... Um, the side character Mary's entire subplot because that's that's mm-hmm. another added dungeon in area is the uh, the ski trip with her dungeon, but you can yep. only you can only get her dungeon if you complete her social link. Yep. Which is one of the higher priorities with the social links because for the most part they're. You want to um, 
for the most part, you kind of want to like pri- prioritize your main characters because they um, mm-hmm. that's how they get their ultimate personas is by completing the social links. But then you also want to pr- prioritize Mary because she gets additional stuff. And then it's kind of, I kind of like pick and choose which ones I do from there. Like certain ones, I tend to ignore just because they're a pain, or um, I prioritize other ones because they're easy. Like it's particularly yep. the sport in a the sports club and then the drama club, or the dr- drama yeah. or band. You never do the drama club because you hate the drama club character. No, she just gives me... I just don't like her, like, ending because it's kind of depressing. Like, if you, like... Because she's, like, a relationship one. So if you basically, like, don't go with the relationship and don't date her, it's, like, really depressing. And I don't want to put myself through it. And well, the she's, she's one of the... She's one of the yeah. Well, she's one of the ones <laughs> that you can't really, like, get out of. Like, basically, she confesses to you and your only options are either accept it or just walk away. Yeah. And then and then you like never really see her in the game again, aside from a few like minor like moments throughout the game, or you can yeah. pick or you can pick the band one, which is a lot more wholesome. Yes, that's why I picked it. It was more wholesome and adorable. But not accepting her uh, romance proposal was a little sad though too. But well, her, hers is easier though because she she like sucks it up and just deals with it. Yeah, like she puts a smile on and keeps on going her chipper way but yeah. i pick her every time <laughs> uh, i i go either or it depends on my mood because the drama club one is surprisingly dark just for what it is yeah i think the game is dark enough <laughs> i want the happy the game little is... trombone girl <laughs> the game is like weird though it's like dark but also incredibly uplifting and positive at times oh yeah well because the whole game is basically about accepting yourself because mm. the the shadows every character's shadow is basically in a very like um a very ex- like it's an exa- exaggerated yeah, yeah. An exaggerated like interpretation of your like inner like feelings that you're like keeping to yourself and when they reject their inner feelings that's when the shadows become the boss like the boss fights yep and the whole point is you basically you defeat that and then they have to come to terms with who they actually are and then that inner yeah, self becomes a persona those. yeah yep. and accept those feelings and it's it's a cool plot. Like it's really cool. Well, um, it's it's cool too because even when every character does finally accept their shadow, the whole cool thing about the social links is the social links show that they haven't fully come to terms yet, and the social mm-hmm. link basically goes through basically the characters um, finally like coming to terms with everything, and it, it's it's basically yeah. like character arcs, and they're, yeah. they're honestly the coolest part of the game because if you don't do the social links, every everybody's character arcs just feel boring and like lame. Mm. No, and then it of course, adds a lot of content. And then of course, there's also like all the different events like that happen throughout the story. Like there's the uh, yep. the festivals where like Teddy takes dates all the girls because reasons. <laughs> but then you get your, Teddy. but then you get your separate second day where you can go with whoever you're. Because um, there's a, there's a bit of a, like a romance dating mechanic mechanic in the mm-hmm. game where you can um, which whichever girl you want can uh become your girlfriend in the game mm-hmm. or you can or you can date them all but i wouldn't recommend doing that <laughs> especially yep. in golden oh yeah because there's a because val- there's a valentine's day d- event later so i don't think during my playthrough i don't think i dated anyone well you can you can do the non-dating one too because then you'll get I think different I dated no one <laughs> well yeah because then you'll get different events. i wanted to date yosuke <laughs> <laughs> whatever but um <laughs> That he actually was uh, at one point planned to be an option, and they took it out. And that, that why would've... did they take it out? <laughs> I, I don't know. 
Well, it it was 2008, so. <laughs> it would have brought me joy. <laughs> I know it was it was 2008 though. That was a different time. <laughs> but um, anyways, actually though, if you do if you do do the um, don't dating anybody, you actually uh, do get different events where like usually like, I know Christmas in particular. If you're not dating anyone, then you spend Christmas with the boys, just hanging out. <laughs> I've seen that one. It's cool, though, because there's, like, so many different, like, unique, like, options depending mm. on how your playthrough goes. Yep. Even though every playthrough, I always pick Yukiko, so. <laughs> yep, because she is best girl. Yukiko is the best girl. <laughs> team team Priestess all the way. Yep. No, but honestly, the one thing I love about Persona 4 is, like, every single character is likable. Yeah. No, there's, like, I enjoyed, like, going through and, like, all like those story arcs and like going through all the social links with the characters like there's really none of them that like i didn't enjoy like i had a lot of fun well it's it's cool too because every playthrough is different Mm. like i mean you can do and do the playthroughs identically each time but that's boring why would you bother doing that yeah you gotta change things up a little bit yeah and then it's cool too because like different character like options and stuff give different dialogue and it's like Every every time you play, you learn something new. Like my most recent playthrough, I actually finally did Margaret's uh, social link, which involves um, fusing personas. And my mm-hmm. God, it is a pain. <laughs> Although when you're doing a new game plus, you have unlimited funds, so it's a lot easier. You just gotta get all the right personas and fuse. There's easy guides to like figure it out. But it was cool finally finishing it. And then I have a boss fight, like an optional boss fight coming up soon. So that's gonna be cool to experience. Oh, nice. I also finally uh, fused to use Ultimate Persona, so I can just use it and like demolish everything in game now, <laughs> which is fine, which is really cool. Yep. Yep. Well, anyways, guys, we're gonna take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back. Yep. Well, anyways, so following uh, actually with Persona 4's release, mm-hmm. uh, unlike the first two Persona games were kind of like cult classics, like they didn't really sell a whole lot. But uh, eventually, Persona Three came out, which was kind of like a big shift, like mm-hmm. in like style. And then eventually, with that, we got um, Persona Four, and then Persona Four was really the first Persona that really like blew up. Yep. Like it wasn't like a me- mega success, like Persona Five would later end up being, but it was the first one that was like really like mainstream, like it sold incredibly well mm-hmm. for what it was. And of course, that led to spin-offs. Yes, Atlas was one of like, the first. This game made money, so let's make more money. <laughs> we don't have a lot of money, so let's milk the crap out of this. Yes. But um, as a Persona fanboy, I was like, okay, yes, please. Yes, I will buy them all right now. Give them yeah. to me. <laughs> but uh, the one of the first major ones was actually the full-length uh, anime adaption. Yep. Which, which was. Um, probably one of your big um, introductions to the actual series as a whole. No, this definitely was. Like I said before, like I remember, like um, at the time, like there wasn't like big things. Like you couldn't Funimation didn't have like their own streaming service, and like I think Crunchyroll was like just starting and wasn't as big. So a lot of the times, like I would like YouTube like anime shows, and that's kind of how I like would find my animes to watch. Back when you could actually find that stuff on YouTube. Oh yeah, before like they were all taken down and stuff. <laughs> but before there used to be so much anime on YouTube, so much. Well, you, you can so still find clips. Too. You, you can find so you can find so many like clips now and like compilations, oh, yeah. but you're not gonna find full 
episodes anymore. No, no. But back in the old days, they used to, you would find them and be like, part one, part two, and part three. Because you also Yeah, they'd couldn't... be broken up into like multiple little chunks yeah. because you'd only have ten minutes of a uh, video. <laughs> yep. And, oh god, we're, we're, we're old and dating I ourselves here. Remember, I don't think Persona, the episodes were on YouTube, but they had the funny moments. And then I think... No, I, I found an illegal stream the first time, so... I think I found my, I think I found it on, like, um, one of those, like, anime, like, websites that gives you viruses if you go on it, and yeah, I think yeah. I watched it on there. What I found, how um, I watched it. I didn't get a virus, thankfully, but, um, I think that's how I, I, I watched it. You know what I did? I watched it on my phone. Oh, <laughs> I did it on did? the phone. On the I- yeah, iPhone, yeah. Yeah, so it didn't get any viruses. No, I, I won't lie, every time I got a virus on my laptops, it was because I was watching anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happened. Yeah, it happened. Back before we had convenient streaming services. Oh, yeah. Love Crunchyroll and love Funimation and okay. Hulu and Netflix, all of them. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, getting back on topic. Yes. Uh, Persona for the animation is... It's interesting, because it's literally the entire show, the entire game, none of the Golden stuff, because no. uh, it came out before Golden, but it was basically the entire game's plot stuck into a 26 episode uh series Mm -hmm. but it does a great job of like incorporating like every single uh character moment like all the social links but it also expands on like every single like side character like the Mm -hmm. other social links too like a lot of them were like dedicated to like one episode yep but um what was cool is though is that um the team at uh sentai filmworks actually got every single almost every single voice actor mm-hmm. from the game to reply reprise their role yep which was really cool because it made it very familiar and we also because the the silent the the main protagonist Yunarkami, he's <laughs> yeah. pretty much a silent protagonist throughout the game he only says like battle quotes and stuff yep. but the anime finally fleshed him out and gave him like a full-on like personality and we got to hear like johnny <laughs> young bosch actually like give his like full like voice acting which is still hilarious because johnny young bosch also voices adachi yeah I think that was, like, one of the funnest parts of the show was having Yuna Arakami as his own character instead of, Well, because like, he Yubi actually had a character. character. Yeah, and it's really, they make him, like, a really funny character. He's, I well, think he's, he has... Well, he's kind of like the, he's kind of like the, uh, like, the master of all things. Like, he's Mr. Perfect. He, like, yep. dead, deadpan snarker, like, is always, like, <laughs> like, always, like, just, like, being sarcastic, and it's great. Yep. He has a lot of the best jokes in it. Um, a lot of funny gimmicky parts of the show like are always centered around the main character but I said oh, the show's humor oh it's the show's great. humor is great like it but yeah that show's really good and like it, it's honestly a great introduction to the game too like if you, if oh, you don't yeah. have time to play a like hour-long rpg like 100 hour-long rpg no i so. definitely agree because that's what got me into playing it like i watched the anime and I, well obviously i watched the anime but i also watched you play it and i was like okay i want to play it. um but it definitely helped the anime definitely helped it being in yeah Th- those blu-rays were super expensive though back then <laughs> yep like i had, i had to hunt those down like both the two volumes of the anime mm-hmm. but um after the anime then we also got persona 4 arena which was an arcade style fighting game yes and but it was I mean, it was made by Arc System Works, so it was like basically if you ever played like Blaze Blue or like Guilty Gear, it was basically that style of fighter, like super like combo based, like wicked like high resolution like two mm-hmm. uh, D sprites, and just like crazy over the top action. Yep. 
Like, it was nuts. And then it had one of the most confusing, like, storylines ever. Because, <laughs> like, to, like, complete that story, you had to, like, do all sorts of things. It was like any ARC game. Thankfully, the following that, it, it actually got a uh, sequel, which incorporated a lot of elements from Golden. Yep. And also added um, more fighters. Oh, another cool thing, actually, I'm missing this entirely, is the uh, arena actually was a crossover between Persona 4 and 3. Mm-hmm. Because they take place in the same universe, so it's all the three characters are older now. So it, it was kind of cool seeing them interact like that. Yeah. No, it's definitely fun, and I think it also like games like that. They'll kind of introduce other people who wouldn't necessarily go for the main game, but maybe like, oh, like I really like beat 'em ups or fighting tournament style games. So oh, I'm gonna like pick this game up, and then oh, this looked interesting. I'm gonna play the main game now. So it's actually mm. pretty good marketing too. It is, too, and it was super flashy, and, like, thankfully the sequel fixed the uh, story progression, made it more easy to, like, follow, basically. But um, the fighters were great, and then, of course, we also got uh, Persona 4, Dancing on the... <laughs> Which... Yes, I had to say it like that. I, like, I've, I haven't played it, but I love the music. Um, it's definitely, when I'm at work, sometimes I'll put the soundtracks on that are on Spotify, and it's just good work. Like, it's good music to listen to when you, like, need to, like, focus on stuff and work. I put it on all the time at work. Well, it's, it's like, the most... The, the entire soundtrack is J-pop. Mm-hmm. Like, Shoji Maguro, he is, like, one of my favorite composers ever. Yeah. And his, like, work is just nuts. Like, everything is, like, super bombastic and, like, high energy. <laughs> bombastic. <laughs> well, it's a word. But anyways... <laughs> I like it. Um, it's a good word. Anyways, everything is, like, all his music is, like, it, his music was basically already all dance music to begin with, and then they were all remixed to be, like, super dance-heavy for uh, the dancing games, which, plus there was also, like, a full-on story mode that you could follow, which was, like, in, it, it revolved around, like, idols and, like, dancing. Basically, yep. Rise was the main, like, focus of it. But it was surprisingly enjoyable for what it was, and then just the actual, like, gameplay was fun, too, and the music the music is something, something else. Like, it is so catchy. I think that's one of the fun things about the spin-offs too, is that they don't just give you like a dancing game, like they actually give you like some sort of story to go with. So I, th- I think that's like a fun little quirky aspect. And they even like make characters just for the um, spin-offs too, like the dancing game. It had like an idol character who was kind of well, like that, a that bonus. idol character was that idol character was actually like referenced in the main game a few times, hmm. and then she finally had a uh, appearance. Which I always find incredibly funny because in the in, for a long time that character was a complete unknown. So the mm-hmm. fandom actually made her come off as like a massive like, unlikable character. <laughs> and then you meet her in the game and she's like super nice. And it's like, oh, like, I guess they missed the bat on I that one. I misjudged this person. I am so sorry. <laughs> I misjudged a character that we had no real existence whatsoever. Yeah, I assume this character was a bitch, but they aren't a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, but I mean, since then, though, Persona 4, they've kind of... Oh, wait, no, I forgot about uh, Persona Q. Oh, yes. Persona Q, which was a 3DS spinoff that was essentially Persona meets Etrian Odyssey, which is another Atlas series. Mm-hmm. But it was basically, it crossed over between Persona 4 and 3 again. And it had, like, it used, like, the dungeon crawler style of... Uh, gameplay from uh, Etrian Odyssey, but it had like this like chibi art style of all the characters, yep. and it, it was it was really cute. Um, it's kind of harder to get into because it's a very different style of RPG. Yes. 
compared to uh, what Persona 4 is. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Persona Q also, like, the first introduction of, like, pers- the Persona series into Nintendo as well? Yes. Yes. That I believe of... it was, because the Persona series has essentially always been PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive. Yep. We've only recently gotten games outside of that. Like, we got the... Um, Persona 4 Golden finally came out on Steam, which is a really awesome because it's another way to play it for mm-hmm. more people. Even though it's officially basically made the Vita useless now. <laughs> and then there's games also like uh, Catherine. Catherine's on uh, the Switch now, right? Uh, that's an. Catherine is on the Switch. Yep. I'm convinced that they're just kind of feeling it out right now, trying to like gauge interest mm-hmm. on other platforms. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it was all. Uh, it's always been Sony exclusive. But uh, yeah, Q was like the first real Nintendo one. But that mostly—that's probably mostly just because the Etrian Odyssey series was like 3DS and DS exclusive. Yep. And then we got Persona Q2, which is, I believe, as of right now, is the final appearance of the Persona 4 cast. No. <laughs> For now, I mean, they're, they're gonna probably make something and milk and milk it some more. Because you know, they're too busy. <laughs> they're too busy milking five right now. Oh yeah. They have to, because yeah. it, it's so popular. So, so popular. Well, 5 was beyond, like, expectations. Yes. But anyways, going on to that now, but heading back to the game itself, I guess we could probably take a little bit uh, deeper look. Um, what would you say is your favorite, um, like, side, like, moment in the game? Like, you know, like, the, uh, the ski trip or, like, the uh, festivals? Hmm. I don't know. I'd probably have to say, like, my favorite interactions were with, like, Nanako. Like, Nanako and, uh, Nanako's story. I just, I loved interacting with her. Like, she was just, like, such a little sunshine, and she just brought you so much. Okay, we'll rephrase that, then what was your, you'll say that was your favorite social link? Yeah, Nanako was my favorite social link. Um, Mm. I'd say my favorite. Oh, you go. My favorite social, my favorite social link's tough, because they're all really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Kanji's because Kanji's is really cool because yeah. he find, he's, he accepts himself. Uh, Nanako and Do- Dojima's are really important though because if mm. you don't complete those at a certain point, you get locked out of them forever. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Well, because once Nanako goes to the hospital, uh, you her social link you can never complete it. Yep. Which stinks. Mm. Same with Dojima. Hmm. No, I think those two were, like, one of the ones I, like, prioritized during my playthroughs. My playthroughs, I would always prioritize uh, Nanako and Dojima, and then, um... Uh, what's her name? All the main cast, and then Mary. Yeah. No, that's kind of who I was um, prioritizing, too. I did really like Kanji's route, too. Um, Because he's a really good character, like... Because uh, I feel like he's, like, a very, like, in the beginning, like, he's just, like, a very misunderstood kid, and then you're like, aw, he's kind of, like, he's a good guy. Like, you know, I you, like you his actually character see, a lot. You see who he is, and you understand more about him. Mm-hmm. Especially because his whole, his whole character arc is basically one about, he's afraid of, like, other people's judgment, basically. Yeah. I think that's, like, something that, like, a lot of people can relate to, especially. I think everyone can. Like, everyone's afraid well, that I mean, they're every, judged by every someone. Character is, every character's social link is pretty relatable, honestly. Oh, yeah. 
No, even like Yukiko is like the pressure, like from her parents. Being feeling trapped. Yeah, and, like... feeling trapped. Because I think everyone, like, thankfully, like, I think you and me, we had, I didn't feel really trapped into anything. Like, we had a pretty, we were open to do whatever we wanted to pursue. Uh, but pretty I much, definitely yeah. think a lot of people, like, a lot of people I met at college, like, I think they would have related to that as well. Because I knew a lot of people who went to school with me who did not want to be there. Uh, but we're pushed there by their parents. So I definitely think that's something others would relate to. Yeah. All right, so social links. Um, who is your favorite character in the game? Oh, that's tough, because the cast is all really good. Um, I do love Teddy. <laughs> Teddy's just... He's... Teddy, Teddy's really cool. Teddy's social link is one of the more interesting ones, because it's... Yeah. It's... it's uh, the plot dictates it. It's not... Um, you don't ever have to actually like plan out uh, Teddy's social link. Basically, it the as long the plot basically it basically goes up with the plot. Yep. No. It's one of like the few that are like one hundred percent plot um, mm-hmm. based. No, I definitely I like Teddy, but also I love Nanako and I love Dojima. I love like the family aspect, but I don't know. It's really hard because all the characters are really good in Persona Four. Um, they really are. There really isn't anyone like there isn't, that I didn't enjoy, you know, minus mm. the drama club. <laughs> you just don't like her char- her character design. I that just, was your whole thing. Yeah, no, I didn't like her character design either. I mean, like, I don't know. It's not every design is perfect, but I just didn't. It's all right. Like they didn't. One. They didn't care for her in the anime either because she literally appears once and she <laughs> yep. doesn't have any spoken dialogue. Nope. Uh, they they focused on the band instead. Yep. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I support it. <laughs> Who did you normally do for uh, the sports club? Did you do soccer or basketball? I think I did. I think I did basketball. The basketball one is admittedly more interesting. Yeah, it was more dramatic because it had um the character. I'm like brain farting a little bit. I think it was like adopted. Like he wasn't like. Is that what it was? I think his name's like Ko. Yeah. I think his name's like Ko. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, he's basically he's he's adopted from a by another family, mm-hmm. but it's like a very well-to-do family. Yep. But he really just cares about basketball, and that's really what he wants to do. Yeah. Even though the, the school isn't the most, the school <laughs> doesn't have the, the most like uh, engaged basketball team. Yep. No. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah, I liked. Uh, then I liked there's that one. there's. Then there's uh, what the second character who's uh murdered uh, Saki, uh her little brother is a character too, and he he's got a very uh, uh relatable social link too, hmm. where it's basically like he just nobody want will let him no one's letting him mourn because they're all too busy coddling him and he does he just wants to yeah. actually like he wants to be able to mourn and yeah it's, it wants it's, to be able it's to process sad. it and yeah I definitely think that's something relatable because like human nature like oh my god like that's just what we do you know like someone is sad or they went through a traumatic event and you're just there there but sometimes you gotta just let them process it so definitely i it's like we said before so many of the character arcs are so relatable and i think that's one of the really charming things about the game is that you just like you really connect with all the characters and that's why you like them all so Mm. much Okay. Uh, what's your favorite? Which what, what was your favorite dungeon? <laughs> well, I'd have to say my favorite dungeon 
was Yukiko's because my first fight in the dungeon, I got the Grim Reaper and I basically got the really strong sword the first so, dungeon in and Bill was so angry. Okay, so a little backstory here. Uh, in a Persona 4, there's a, a hidden boss fight called the Reaper, which is like this one of the strongest fights in the entire game. Yeah. And the way it works is basically you open chests and it, it, it kind of is all based on luck, but certain chests, um, every once in a while you'll get a chest where um, either Rise or Teddy will be like, don't open this one. It's dangerous. Please don't <laughs> open it. And if you open it up, then you get a boss fight with the Reaper, who's an incredibly strong boss boss battle. The only reason you won it is because you were playing on very easy mode. Yeah, it was my first time playing. Um but I remember I like I got to that and it was like the first chest I like had opened in there and I'm like Bill what does this mean well, and no, you're you, like you are opened, you kidding you, opened a few, you had to have opened a few because it's based off of opening chests is how oh, okay. he uh, spawns it was like one or but, um, it was like only like I only had just started the dungeon like I barely started playing yeah I remember because you came over and you're like what does this mean I'm like you got the freaking reaper already <laughs> Because I, I actually, at that point, I was actually trying to find the Reaper in my my current playthrough, and I, yep. I still have yet to find him, because I just haven't had the luck. But um, I was like, I was like oh, okay, well, fight it. You're playing very easy anyway, so it's not like you can lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because very, very easy mode in the game is literally, if you die in a fight, you just revive. Yep. Keep going. And I was, uh, I know it's, like, not the right way you should play, but it was, like, my first time playing, and I just wanted to, like enjoy the game without being super frustrated with like, the story uh, i want to just enjoy the story so i just wanted to have, literally like, the, the description casual... for very literally the description for very easy mode in game is literally it literally just says this is a mode for people who just want to sit back and enjoy the story with no pressure or something like that yep and that's what i wanted to do <laughs> me, me, meanwhile the very hard mode the description is literally do you hate yourself how many times have you played on very hard mode? I've done one playthrough and I got up to Yukiko's dungeon and I was like, I don't really want to play this anymore. It, it takes all this the fun out fun. of it. <laughs> I usually play on like just normal mode because yep. that's the easiest. Mm. No. Yeah, but I mean, no one should ever criticize someone for how they play a video game anyways. But I mean, but you want to play do. very easy mode and just enjoy it? Yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm a very casual gamer. Like, I'm not trying to do 100% of everything. I just want to enjoy the ride. And if I really liked it, I'll go back and replay it. Um, but I just want to enjoy the ride of the game. So that's what I did. I use, I, I've used very easy mode just to get freaking um, uh, trophies on the uh, Vita version. Mm. But I have just to say... I... Oh, you go. No, go on. Well, I'd ha I was going to say, like, I'd have to say that's my favorite dungeon because that's just my favorite moment, <laughs> and I just okay. remember it. <laughs> I love the... Uh, I like a bunch of the dungeons. My favorite's probably the video game-themed one just because it's it, the whole thing is just one giant, like, pixelated, like, throwback, and then um, the boss fight in that one in the in the Vita version, Golden, they actually replaced the boss battle music with, like, an 8-bit rendition. Mm-hmm. That is cool, but I I don't like the boss of that one because I oh, don't enjoy yeah, that boss is, fighting like you a wouldn't little know because you were playing on, <laughs> you wouldn't know because you were playing on easy mode, but 
hard mode that cap that boss is one of the hardest ones in the game because he's just like brutal on his attacks oh i just like i i hated that character i, I mean i think that that's the only character that's well, that like, not that likable <laughs> that that character's entire the character arc is literally he's unlikable yeah and I well just it's it's funny because in game you can actually um you can actually encounter him like before he uh kills the teacher yeah he like harasses yukiko right well there's that but you can actually find him in inuba like just like as oh, like an NPC, and you can talk yeah and you can talk to him and he literally like foreshadows that he's going to kill the teacher basically oh because he, he 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 accuses the teacher as the killer like multiple times oh really i missed that <laughs> No, you have to like look for it. it. It's it's one of those things where I kind of just found it by accident. I was like, oh, mm. hello, it's you. I just remember. I feel like they made him look unlikable, and they, he was just so unlikable. And as I'm playing the the dungeon, I'm just like, I just want this guy. This can this guy just die here? I don't want. I don't want to save him. <laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't. He's not a that, that he's not a great character. But I love that dungeon. No, it is a cool dungeon. Uh, and the boss fight is, I mean, minus the fetus, the music is really good, the 8-bit rendition, I will say. Um, that's not in the original version, though, that's strictly a golden thing. Mm. I, I also like Risei's Dungeon, just because Risei's Dungeon <laughs> is literally a strip club, and the music sounds like strip club. <laughs> it's just like, boom, 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 like constantly on the like music, it's like, this is ridiculous, but I love it. No, that one is a fun one. I did get super lost in it though, because a lot of the pathways. Well, that one's just... that one's crazy because like, you fight Risei's shadow at the end, and it's like a really easy fight, and you're like, okay, that was easy, and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, Teddy's shadow out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, crap, and, that wasn't actually the boss. And Teddy's shadow is creepy. Teddy's shadow is probably the darkest one in the entire game. Oh, yeah. Especially when you feel find out, especially when you find out Teddy's backstory with the fact that he is a shadow. Mm. No. He's a shadow that somehow grew a human form. Yep. He I'll never understand how that works. He, you, you just don't question it. You just accept it because he's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Another great um, moment that um, was added for uh, golden is the uh the the band rehearsal moment oh yep when when everyone puts together a a band to play a junez yep and everybody has a different instrument <laughs> that was a fun moment. it's one of my one of my favorite cutscenes in the game because it's like everyone's having this actual like deep and en engrossing like conversation and meanwhile yukiko's just standing in the background like trying to learn how to play the saxophone <laughs> and that entire conversation just that entire moment just ends where she finally like you just hear like um, a saxophone like blare out in the background, and she's like, "I did it!" And it's like, "Okay." And you're like, "Good job, golden star." I, just, I love. I just love the personality that whole section of the game has. Mm. Yukiko just has like okay. a really goofy, funny personality. She's definitely. I can understand why like you consider her best. Girl. Why she's my favorite? Because she she's really fun. Like she's just like um. She's kind of, like, very, like, studious at some points, but then she becomes, like, this total goofball at other points in the game. So, she's a really lovable character. I liked her story yep. a lot. And then, what'd you, what'd you think of the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the girlfriend dating quest with uh, Yosuke and Kanji in the city? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny, um. 
I think the like little hijinks you have with Yosuke and Kanji are pretty funny. Uh, that, well, that, was... that one's just fun. That one's just funny because of the fact that like literally the only number that you manage to get is like a married guy, and yep. he just like screams at you. <laughs> it's like oops, whoopsie. And then and then Yosuke gets the uh, the unlikable girl character, and then his bike gets squashed. <laughs> Oh, I'm like remembering that now, and it's so that's such a funny moment well, Gold, in the game. It's funny because a lot of a lot of people who haven't played Golden don't know about a lot of these scenes because a lot of these extra scenes were added for Golden, mm. like the uh, the beach trip. Yep. Where you, where you get Kanji reenacting the birth of Venus. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense in context, but it's like what? You're just like what? <laughs> No. I just love that scene because the second when he when he loses his swim trunks and he's using he's using Teddy as a um, <laughs> as a shield, the like the super dramatic like music starts playing and it's like what's happening right now? You're like what is going on here? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love all the personality. It's also like the uh, the infamous uh, the Valentine's Day scene, yep. where in the original in the original Golden. If you actually dated all the girls, because you can do that if you really want to, no, nothing in the original version, nothing like bad came. Yep. But in uh, Golden, they added Valentine's Day, and if if you dated every girl, you can only take one on the Valentine's Day thing. So you have to yep. reject basically every single one other than the one you wanted. It's just heartbreaking because they they have like this really sad dialogue, and it's it makes you feel terrible. And that's why I chose to date no one. <laughs> Because I wouldn't okay. have to break anyone's heart. Well, no, you only date one, and then you don't have to break well, anyone's yeah, heart. Well, yeah, but they can't choose, so I just didn't date you just anyone. Choo you choose Yukiko. I She's the best no girl. I chose no one. I chose no one. Nope. So we already did favorite dungeon, favorite party member, and social link. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I mean, I guess that's really about it for the game itself. Mm. I guess so. Oh, I guess like a fun... Oh, wait, no. That's Persona 5. I was going to mention like, oh, I did a cosplay as one of the characters, but... Oh, yeah, when you cosplayed as Futaba. <laughs> yeah, and that was pretty fun. I do want to do a Persona 4 cosplay at some point. Um, I was thinking like R Risei or something. You, you, could, hair is... your hair, your, you could probably pull it off with your hair because she, yeah. she's got like a it's reddish kinda color reddish. to her hair. Yeah, so that's what I say. One day I want to do that, um, but later. Yeah, that's... I mean, I think for the most part, though, I think we've covered pretty much everything Persona Four. Yeah. I mean, we could, I could probably go on and on, but I don't want to just kind of <laughs> reenact the entire plot of the game because. Oh yeah. I, I I'd rather people go and play the game because it's such a freaking good game. No, it's definitely like. It's really fun, and even if, like, you aren't super into RPGs, or if you're, like, not super skilled at them, like, I know for me, like, going into it my first time, putting on very easy mode, it was so easy to pick up and play and enjoy, um, and there's so much replayability with it, because, you know, you might mess up on the ending, so, oh, I'm gonna go back and fix it, and, like, get the true, true ending, so, definitely a lot. Oh, yeah, all the different endings, like, trying to figure out everything, especially once you get New Game Plus, mm -hmm. and with New Game Plus, you could just literally... You basically get, you you keep all your skill points. You don't get your levels or anything, but you keep all your skill points. You keep all your money and your uh, persona compendium, so you can basically just get all your like level ninety nine personas back. 
The only yeah. only thing it doesn't let you do is make use ultimate persona right away because you have to be like level ninety three, I think. Yep. To fuse it, <laughs> but it's cool. Oh, definitely. Well, I think a we lot. basically. I think we've basically covered everything at this point. I mean, honestly, all I can say is definitely give the game a shot because it's a phenomenal RPG. Yes, and it's your favorite of all time. And you know, if like, it is you're my not, favorite of all time. If you're not ready to start right into the game, check out the anime because I think it will check, get you. Anime is a great adaption as well. Yeah. The original anime, not the golden anime, which yeah. I heard is bad. I so I watched it a little bit, um, and I dropped it pretty quickly. It just wasn't super. I don't know. I think. Because the first one was so fun to watch. Well, then so... it's, it was never dubbed either. Yeah, that too. I think that's always hard. I mean, like, I'm pretty... I'll watch sub and I'll watch dub. I'll, I'll watch them both. I'm not elitist or anything. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't get into it. But definitely watch the Persona 4 uh, anime. Um, yeah. And then you'll want to start playing the game too. Because it's really good adaptation and it's also not too long um i don't think they dragged it out but i also don't think that they shoved it into like a one season um like a a 12 episode season instead so i think it was like the perfect length and it was really easy and fun to watch so check yeah, it out it didn't it didn't like it didn't it didn't really um they didn't have to sacrifice a lot to get it all in the anime, basically. No, they definitely didn't. And if anything, they actually expanded a lot. They expanded on it in a lot of places. I think they had a lot of fun with it. I think they definitely, uh, definitely enjoyed making it. So definitely watch yeah. it and play the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, guys, thanks for listening to the uh, Gaming Collecting Podcast. Yeah, and hope you tune in and listen to the next one. Or our old ones. Yeah. Well, anyways, guys, we'll tune in next time, and we'll see you later. Bye! Ah!